Welcome to the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Nadia Dela Cruz, founder of the Wayne Dyer Wisdom Community on Facebook and angeltarot.org. My guest today is the CEO and co-founder of Mishka Productions. She is the creator of Celebrate Your Life events, bringing together some of the greatest spiritual visionaries of our time for transformative events, retreats, and online classes. Dr. Wayne Dyer was a featured speaker at a number of these events, spanning a period of 16 years. I'm excited to hear more about what it was like working with him. Liz Dawn, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's such an honor to be here, Nadia. It's really, really such a pleasure to meet you and to talk about to talk about the fabulous Wayne Dyer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so interesting when I get together to talk to people about Wayne Dyer. There's just this energy that comes up. There's this emotion. It's like this mutual love for, you know, someone who touched so many hearts. Yes. And he, yes. he definitely touched my heart. So why don't you start with, um, you know, how did you get started in event planning? Because you actually started your career as an actress. Isn't that right? Oh, my goodness. That's such a great story. <laughs> At least I think it's a great story because it's like you make plans in the universe and God says, mm -mm -mm -mm, sister, we're going to do something else here. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I was um, a professional actress doing my thing, living in L.A., and I, my life kind of fell out. I developed a really, really bad eating disorder, was exhausted, barely a hundred pounds. And, um, wow. like a lot of actresses do. <laughs> and so my mother said to me, like every good Jewish mother, she said, honey, come home. I'll take care of you and we will fix this together. And so I left my job and I thought, okay, I've got to get out of LA. It was just getting too exhausting. So I left Los Angeles and where my mom was living was Scottsdale, Arizona. So I hung out with her for a while and I thought, okay, now I'm going to go back to LA. I've worked a lot on these issues and we have always been into all things spiritual. At the time I was 16 years old, my mom handed me Ram Dass's book, Be Here Now. That was my introduction <laughs> to spirituality was Ram Dass. Love Ram Dass. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. And then the next book was Emmanuel's book that Ram Dass did the forward to written by Pat Rodegast and, and channeled by Pat Rodegast. And from there, it was, you know, just a journey into Stephen Levine's work and Andre Levine and Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and, and those type of teachers, more of a Buddhist philosophy. And when I, so fast forwarding a little bit, when I, when I went back to Arizona to stay with her, I was ready to go back to LA. And my mom said to me, you know, do you really want to do this? And I thought, well, maybe yes, maybe no, but I don't know what to do with my life because the only thing I really know how to do is be on stage. Well, a friend of hers had an opening as a customer service rep in a new age bookstore. And I said, okay, I'll just do that for a little bit, right? So $4 and 50 cents an hour, I went to work at this little store. Well, during my tenure there, the owner of the store said, I, this, this man gave me this book out of the trunk of his car. I think it's going to be a huge hit. I know you've got, cause I had some event planning background and she said, well, I'd love for you to do this event with this author. I think it's going to be huge. So I said, okay. So I went home. I read the book overnight. That's how good the book was. And I'm not a fast <laughs> reader. Came back the next day and I said, yes, I'd love to do it. I think it's a phenomenal, phenomenal book. Well, the book was The Celestine Prophecy. 
And the author was James Redfield. And as many of you know, it broke publishing industry records. It was on the bestseller list for over uh, three years, New York Times bestseller list. And it, it was just a huge sensation made into a movie, the whole thing. So we did that event, standing room only, right? About 1,600 people in the room. And wow. then I was getting ready to go back to Los Angeles. And James's wife called me, Sally Redfield, and said, I just got published by Time Warner with the Celestine Meditations. Would you do an event? And I said, well, I don't know how to do this on my own. I can't, because by the, this time I was at a different job. I was doing something else. I was getting ready to go back to Los Angeles. And she said to me, no, you know, you can do this. And so I hung up with her. I said, let me, let me think about this. So I talked to my mom and my mom at the time was a psychotherapist, classical pianist turned psychotherapist turned sound healer. Now this is 1995. All right. Wow. <laughs> Revolutionary. I <know. laughs> so I turned to my mom and I said, okay, Sally wants me to do this event. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have any money. She said, you know what? I'll loan you some money. We'll set up a phone line for you right here in the dining room. It's a little corner in the dining room with an old desk. And I went to go place an ad for this event. And the newspaper man said to me, well, what's the name of your company? Uh -huh. And I went, name of my company? <laughs> <laughs> There's no company here. So I went back to my mom and I said, he wants to know the name of the company. And my last name is Dawn. And everyone said, oh, call it New Dawn or Dawn Productions. And I'm like, no, 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 no. There's no, there's no nothing here except for me and an old desk <laughs> with a phone line. <laughs> so we had a family dog that had just passed away. And her name was Mishka. And that's how Mishka Productions was born. Oh, that's beautiful. So that was the first event. And then my mom eventually came in and partnered with me. And we just grew exponentially. It just, word started to get out that, oh, this company is doing these events called Celebrate Your Life events. And it's Mishka Productions who's doing Celebrate Your Life events. And, and word just got out. So one year, you're going to love this story. I was working with Carlos Castaneda. And if you know anything about Carlos Castaneda, he was this very um, mystical, elusive, mysterious man. No one had ever met him in person. He'd never ever been out there teaching. People in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s loved, loved, loved his books because he talked about all of these magical experiences he was having with um, Don Juan, his is it Tan Juan from Ixtapan? It, it, it was um, his teacher and so it, his lineage. So I get and a didn't Carlos Didn't Carlos Castaneda actually like pick up the money from his books in like a brown paper bag yes. in an undisclosed location? <laughs> I'm sure yes. Wayne Dyer told that story before. He would, like no nobody knew what he looked like. Right. Until I met him in person. And he decided that he was going to start teaching these workshops. And wow. I, I don't know why Carlos, because he really chose us. We, we heard that he was doing these events and we called and said, we'd like to, and he had his own company. And I said, I would like to do something in Arizona. And he checked out our energy. This is what I was told. And yes, he wanted to work with us. So that was very exciting. So we were doing an event in Seattle 
And by this point, excuse me, by this point, it's the late nineties, like 97, I want to say 97, 98. And we are, by this point, I have my own apartment. Thank goodness, right? Mom's got her own space now. I've got my own apartment. (laughs) My office is in my other bedroom and my mom's working in her little townhouse. But for some reason, we were in the same location. The phone rang. She picked it up and said, hello, Mishka Productions, celebrate your life. How can I help you? And the man on the other line said, hi, this is Wayne. I can't even do the voice. Hello, (laughs) this is Wayne Dyer. I'd like to speak to somebody who's met Carlos Castaneda. I see you're working with Carlos Castaneda. And at that point, my mom hadn't met Carlos yet, only I had. So she cups her hand over the phone and she says, it's Wayne Dyer. He wants to talk to someone who's met Carlos. And I said to my mom, who's Wayne Dyer? Oh, no. (laughs) I had no idea who Wayne Dyer is. It was out of my realm of like... That, I didn't know who Wayne Dyer was. I was more of a Carlos Castaneda, Ram Dass, you know, Stephen Levi, that sort of, of, of science. So I had no idea who Wayne was. And this was early on in his career, to be fair, all right? <laughs> he would say it wasn't it wasn't. Early. It really like, wasn't. I've been doing this no, because, since the 70s. Exactly, exactly. So it really wasn't early on. I shouldn't say that because he was, he was on the New York Times bestseller list, but I didn't know who he was. So I get on the phone and I said, hi, my name's Liz. How can I help you? Totally naive. So my mom hands me the phone and she said, he's really big. <laughs> I was like, okay, he's really big. <laughs> okay, mom, whatever you say. He's really big. And I'm like, big in what? Who is Wayne Dyer? So um, I had this conversation with Wayne and Wayne said to me, I really want to meet Carlos. And I said, okay, do you want to come to the event in Seattle? He said, I would love to. I want to come to that event in Seattle with my wife and come and meet Carlos. I said, I can do that. Great. You'll be, you're there. (laughs) And he had all kinds of great questions about what Carlos was like. He was really fascinated with Carlos Castaneda. He loved his books. He loved his teachings. They were with the same publisher with Harper Collins for many uh-huh. years. And mm-hmm. he was um, really smitten with Carlos. So it was really, it was very, very charming. So that's how I met Wayne Dyer. And that's how I actually started working with him. Wow. And he well, ever since he transitioned into spirit. So however long from 97 until 2015, I don't know how, I'm terrible at math, 18 years, something like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, working with Wayne, working with Wayne, he loved coming to celebrate your life. He was always, he would say to me, I really can't do a book signing. I'm like, okay, Wayne, you don't have to do a book signing. And then, of course, that never happened. He would always give more than he promised. He would always, like, under-promise, over-deliver. And really took such love and care of people. I mean, he would show up and just 
walk around the event. And, you know, we have speaker assistants. My staff always has a, like a bodyguard for all of the speakers. Oh, my poor, my poor, my poor staff, because they could never keep track of him, you know, to make sure that the speakers wouldn't get bombarded because Wayne would just kind of go off on his own and walk around. And, you know, Mm -hmm. people of course would come up to him, but he was always so accessible. Yeah. That's what I loved about him. He was very, very committed. He was committed to his work, committed to his people, committed to getting the message of joy, happiness, peace, love, serenity, harmony out into the world. So the fact that you have carried on his legacy in this group that you have created we carry on his legacy by, and, and I shared this with you before we started, we are offering anyone on this podcast, if you'd like to go to our website, we've got an entire free audio workshop bundle that we've put together. If you go to celebrateyourlife.com and you scroll down about halfway down the, the homepage, you'll see, join our soul tribe, get a free, you'll see a picture of Wayne and just get your audio workshop bundle. I think that he would love, 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 love the fact that we are doing what we know to do to keep his message alive. Yeah. We're spreading the love. Absolutely. What a, what a fantastic offer. Thank you for, for telling all our listeners about, about that. So yeah, go to celebrateyourlife.com. Um, you fill out the little form and you get four lectures from Wayne Dyer, which is so fantastic. Um, and I have that and I, they were recorded live at our celebrate your life. His live lectures are just my absolute favorite. Like I think that he came alive in front of an audience and, and I think he fed on that energy and whatever he was feeling that day seemed to just kind of lift and he was just he was so present there with us you were talking about how he would mingle with the crowd and I remember him walking in from the back of the room and he said that he learned that from Ram Dass because mm-hmm. Ram Dass used mm-hmm. to you know like it's like there was no ego you know he's yes. just like oh, I'm just one of you and I happen to be the one speaking today but um yeah I remember like seeing him at events and there'd be hundreds of people that would just flock to him and like circle him. And you'd think it would be really frightening, you know, like you're going to get mobbed by this group. But he, he radiated this energy of calm, loving acceptance, you know, and he was just, he was so in tune. And I imagine he had his moments where he wasn't, but when he was there with us, he was so in tune (laughs) and he just radiated light. So nobody, nobody pushed, nobody was angry. Nobody was eager. Like everybody, it's like, it's like we were all calm with him. And oh, it was just such a blessing to be able to see him live. And so for you to like be working with him on the other side of that, you know, what was that like? What was that like to have that oh. kind of professional relationship with him? Well, once I realized who he was and I met him in person, <laughs> I was like, oh, oops, <laughs> this guy really is big. I get it now. <laughs> Sorry, Wayne. <laughs> exactly. I was like, oops, now I know who you are. It's very funny. Um, he was just delightful to work with, you know, I could call him if I needed to, I could email him when I needed to. As a matter of fact, I, I, uh, when my mom transitioned, I was really struggling. 
And I'll never forget this because I, I pulled this out when he transitioned and I called him and I was really struggling with it and I was crying and I said, Wayne, I just can't, I can't seem to, to get myself together here. How am I going to get myself together? I can't seem to focus on business. I need to, you know, I'm so sad. And he said to me, Liz, I need for you to know that no one dies before their time. I said, but, but, but what are you talking about? How could you possibly say that, Wayne? There are all these children. I get it. My mom was in her 70s. She transitioned, but I just, how could you say that? But she had so much more to do and all these kids and all these people, young people. He said, let me say this to you again. You know, in his very, very resonant, exquisite, deep voice. I love his voice. He said to me, Liz, I absolutely believe and know that no one dies before their time. And that has stuck with me. And when he, um, when Wayne transitioned into spirit, I remember being all of us. I mean, there was no one that was not shocked by that. I mean, Anita had just spent two weeks with him in Australia, Anita Morjani, who who he introduced Anita to us as well. And she's also now a regular speaker speaker at Celebrate Your Life. You know, she was actually the first person I thought of when he died because she shaped my understanding of the experience of death and kind of took that fear from me. And she, yeah, she was traveling with him like in Australia right before this happened. So it's just like, oh gosh, what would Anita say right now? Well, I'm really looking for her. And so she said to me, she said, you know, Liz, we spent the last two weeks together and we were talking all about death and dying. And he had so many questions for me. And she felt it was really, really curious that he had so many questions. And what she felt during that time is that he really got to a place of being a lot more relaxed, a lot more um, fearless about the experience of dying. And then, of course, he came home. And I want to say it was maybe 24, 48 hours after he got home Very from quickly. Australia. It was not it from, is- you know, people, and I want, I, I really want to make this clear. It was not from cancer. He had leukemia at one point, but I think he'd pretty much healed that. It was a very, very slow growing form of, of leukemia. So it was not from that. Um, yeah, the autopsy actually showed no trace of leukemia exactly, in his body. Exactly. So that was our proof because he never went back for testing. He didn't need it. And right. so he had been telling us for years, I am health, I am healed, I am in perfect health. And when he died, we actually got that proof because the autopsy showed there was no leukemia. Yeah, it was his it was a heart attack. Yep. Well, that's what we believe. Yes. Well, his heart stopped. Right. <laughs> Which it does when you die. Right. So um <laughs> Right. I mean, that's what, that's what we have come to discover. Yeah. Yeah. And he was at, he was at home, you know, in his own space, in his own bed, which I think is what he would have wanted, you know, if, if you're going to go, like, that's such a comfortable place to be. And he died in the middle of the night and he used to wake up at 3.13 in the morning every day. And I remember Reed Tracy saying, I bet he left at 3.13. (laughs) With all of his green drink and his coffee enema buckets and everything by his side. <laughs> Won't need these anymore. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
Exactly. So I wonder, because of the conversations he was having with Anita, and and I feel like, um, I can't remember if it was specifically that talk that he gave in Australia, but but it was either that one or, or one right around that time. But when he was saying goodbye to the audience at the end of the talk, there were tears in his eyes. And I hadn't seen that before. And it felt to me like he knew maybe this wasn't going to go on for much longer. Wow, I didn't know that. This is the first time I've heard that. But I would, I would venture to guess he probably had, um, or maybe an type, inkling, some you know, type of knowingness, or or whatever. Sometimes it was. we think we might know what's coming, but then we're like, ah, who knows? It's probably not. And Wayne right, thought he but... was going to live forever. I'll tell you what. <laughs> well, Wayne we did. He was live <laughs> way into his nineties or hundred. <laughs> that I know. Yeah. <laughs> it probably. It, I'm sure it came as a. Sh- I honestly, I, I, I would think it would have come as a shock to him. He probably went, yeah. what, when he got into spirit, greeted by Ram Dass, and kind of went, wow, what a journey. Well, he had all these ideas, you know, but I think it was um, Abraham with Esther Hicks who told him, you know, you you have enough in your vortex for 20 or 30 lifetimes. And uh, I, I think that's true, you know, so it's like we're never really done. And then, like, you talk about your mother dying, and I lost my father last year. And he was in his 70s as well. He was, you know, he was very healthy all of his life. He looked younger than he was. I was sure he was going to live into his 90s. So that that was a real um, blow. But the thing that I was left with is that I never would have been ready to let him go. And there never would have come a time where it would have been like, okay, I'm ready now. So when they go, there's always this resistance in us because we we feel a separation. I don't think they feel a separation on the other side. I've got my dad here saying, I didn't go anywhere. Where would I go? And I'm like, okay, well, it's really not the same, dad, you know. But um, gosh, what an experience of that. And Wayne had the same experience. I don't know if you remember this, but his mother lived into her 90s and she she died three years before he did, meaning he only went three years without his mother by his side. And I remember him talking about this and being so emotional. And it really struck me that he desperately missed his mother. And she lived into her 90s, but that didn't make it easier. It didn't make it, it didn't make it, um, I don't know, it didn't soften the blow of, of losing of losing your mother. So even for Wayne, right, who knew all of this, who practiced all of this, who taught us this, like, he still felt it. He, he <clears throat> Nobody dies stuff. before it's their time, but he still felt it. And he was talking to somebody and he's like, you know, why am I not getting messages from her? Like, you know, he really missed her. He really yes, missed her. Yes, he did. He did. He did. After he healed all of those things that he went through with her as well as his de- his father. And so interesting, the synchronicity about him dying, right? Or it was on the same date. As the most significant day of his uh, life as right. he told it to us. I yeah. Know. So interesting that he transitioned on that date. Oh, he planned that. He absolutely and then Louise planned Hay. That. Louise Hay died on the same date. Was it yes, two years later, yes. three years later? That's a big day. I don't know. It's a really big day, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I just, I loved working with him. I miss him terribly. I miss him terribly. He His teachings are timeless. And for listeners out there, if you have not read his books, they're just you can pick up any book at any time and it's applicable for what's happening in your life 
you'll be guided to the right book. Wayne always truly believed that, that you will be guided to the right material. And he's got so many beautiful pieces of work out there. And I, I can't even tell you which one is my favorite. They're all so amazing. You know, the question I get most often is, I'm new to Wayne Dyer. What book should I start with? And I think people assume I have an easy answer to that, and I don't. I actually did a whole video on that because, like, you can pretty much start anywhere, and you're going to get something fantastic from it. Anyone can can be um, the opening. But I wonder if you have one that you recommend for people who are new. He's got two that I like, and one is a really small one. Um, it's the 10 Secrets of Success and, ha and inner, inner Happiness. The other one is Yeah, the he wrote that one for his kids. I know. Yeah, <laughs> This little soft, squishy book. And the other one is um, The Power of Intention. Mm, that's a great one. Yeah, I love that book. Absolutely love it. Because he explains things in such a way that anybody at any time, anywhere, any place in your life, you can pick it up and there it is. Mm -hmm. There it is. It's easy. He he's he, he's such a natural born teacher. And that's what I love about Wayne. And I and I speak of him. It's interesting. I go I vacillate between past and present because he feels so present. His energy and his presence was so powerful that I don't feel that there's any we haven't missed a beat between him being here in the physical or being in the spiritual. Like he is right here present and he is so loving that we're talking about him. He's like, he would That's his love favorite this. subject. He would totally <laughs> love this. He would totally dig it because again, and, and yes, there was the ego fun, you know, joyful, open-hearted part of Wayne in this. There was also this very, very, very humble, egoless, loving the work, committed to this work, spiritual, soulful self of Wayne Dyer. And that's what, what a gift. That's, and he gave all of that to us. You know, he sometimes gave that human being ego to us and he would admit it. And then he would show up in his beautiful, soulful self. And during his lectures, and it, it's so fun listening to his lectures now because, and, and, and I would sit in his lectures and I would think to myself, Wayne, where are you going with this? Where are you going with the story? Where are you going? And if he told those same jokes over and over again, I would bring him backstage and say, stop telling the same jokes over and over again. <laughs> Get new jokes. <laughs> but he would always bring, bring his presentations home to something. He would always, you know, because he would, he would talk and he would tell stories and tell stories. And then all of a sudden, boom, he would bring it home and you could see and feel the entire audience going, ah, ah, yeah. those sacred aha moments. And there were many of those, many of those when he was in the so of Wayne. He was so intuitive. I, it was like he felt his way into it. Yeah. And I know for, for many years, he kind of um, stopped bringing notes on stage or, you know, he used to script out what he wanted to say. And he got more and more kind of free form with what he was doing. And, you know, like after he studied the Tao and he's trusting in the flow that, you know, do nothing and, and nothing is left undone. And um, I just, I think people underestimate, like, 
how psychic he was and how intuitive he was. And like, if you hear him on his radio show, like he would pick up things about people because I think when you tune in, you're in alignment with that energy. Right. And everything is energy and energy is information. And so, you know, he was so approachable. And he reached so many people. And I feel like it was so easy to trust him. Yes. You know, the way he showed up on stage and, you know, he was a, he was a college professor, you know. He and was it's the like big papa of all of us. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> we would do this. So, so we had these, um, oh, I should send you some pictures of this classic. So after every single event, we had a dinner. We would always have a, a speaker's dinner on Saturday night. And, oh, I would love to sit in on oh, one of those. Oh, there's so much. <laughs> I mean, tell me, when can you get an opportunity to be in the room with Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, Marion Williamson, Neil Donald Walsh, um, Greg Braden, Joe Dispenza, Bruce Lipton, Denise Lynn, like every, all of us. They were like, because when we do, when we do our Celebrate Your Life events, we've got 25 to 30 speakers there for the larger ones and the smaller ones, we've got eight to 10. So, and, and his presence in the space, I mean, he always made, and, and when we bring some new speakers in, because I like to feature some up and coming people, he would always welcome them and be present with them. But to be in the space, I, I remember, that, oh gosh, gosh, this was back like in the early 2000s. And I looked around the room and I thought, oh my goddess, look at this room and who's in it right now. <laughs> it's like a and then it was very humbling, like, oh my gosh, I did that. <laughs> my mom and I did that. <laughs> well done. <laughs> like when the brilliant minds, this, the wisdom, the um, information, you know, that was out there. And he was, he was really, really, he was revered and honored, not just by all of his audiences, but by his colleagues. You know, Deepak and Wayne had a very special relationship. Marion Williamson and Wayne had a very close relationship. You know, a lot of these speakers did with Wayne. And mm -hmm. so he um, he was not only committed to people out there, but he was also committed to supporting people. He, I wrote a book, and the book has not been published yet. I can't believe this. <laughs> but he endorsed it for me wow so i have and you've been sitting on this i've been sitting on this now for five <laughs> or six years because i have to go through some editing and you know i've been doing events and doing my thing and busy, it's on a, it's on a totally yeah. different subject but it was on a subject that wayne and i disagreed with <laughs> Ooh, juicy well <laughs> it's it's all about it's all about the whole book is about how to attract the love and the, the love that you want and desire in your life. So how mm -hmm. to stop the dysfunctional relationships and find a relationship that's really a match for you. So I have a, I have a, um, I have a whole chapter on cellmate or soulmate. And so Wayne used to talk about how your soulmate is the one, he would say, Liz, your soulmate's the one that's going to trigger you to grow. That's the person to stay with. That's the, and I was like, no, Wayne, so wrong. No, <laughs> because who needs that stress? 
You want to be <laughs> with somebody who's gentle and easy and loving, who you feel peace with and harmony with. And so Wayne and I disagreed with that, but he endorsed the book anyway, because he loved the well, other content in it. So <laughs> by that definition, maybe soulmate is the one who helps you grow, but it may not be the one you live with. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, like he talked about that with his daughters that... um you know, one of his daughters is really pushing the buttons on the other one. And he's like, oh, well, she's your soulmate, you know, <laughs> and I'm sure they don't live together now. But um, but yeah, that it's I, you know, it comes down to semantics, really. It's like, how do you define something? Right. And so right. but he was just he was always fun. great story. Funny. Okay, I've got a really good story about Wayne. You didn't ask me, but I'm going to tell you this. So he comes Go to the it. event and I get, I get a phone call. Liz, I don't have shoes. <laughs> Oh, no. Like, Wayne, what do you mean you don't have shoes? He says, I need my Birkenstocks. I'm like, Wayne, where are your Birkenstocks? Didn't you pack them? No, I forgot my Birkenstocks. <laughs> and he wanted to wear his Birkenstocks on stage because, you know, this happened to have been an Arizona event. And it was warm here. He just wanted to go on stage in his bare feet, in his Birkenstocks, or in his shorts and be casual, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we have one store. In the Phoenix metropolitan area that carries Birkenstocks <laughs> and in his size. So we had to um, search for Birkenstocks in his size and uh, run out and get him shoes. He forgot his shoes. He had shoes because <laughs> he wore regular tie shoes on the plane, but he yeah. really wanted his Birks because he was going to be with us for like four, four or five days. Yeah. So I love that. Searching for Birkenstocks for Wayne Dyer on the and we got them to him just on time when he was walking on stage. It was great. Well, you know, he was traveling all the time, so it's probably really easy to <laughs> to forget things when you're going all over the place. But I heard that he didn't really have a good sense of time either. So he always had an assistant that was like, It's time for you to do this, it's time for you to do that. And he's like, you know, I'm a poet, I'm a philosopher, I don't really need to pay attention to these things. His right? assistant. Let us not let us not just gloss over the assistant. <laughs> the assistant is Maya. Do you know Maya? Yes. I Not personally, but I've certainly Maya. heard her name a lot. I love Maya. She sounds like an angel already. Maya. Maya. Oh, my goodness. I love Maya. Maya, um, Maya and Wayne had a very, very, very special and close relationship. Not in an intimate relationship. They had a very, very deep friendship, like brother and sister. And he mm -hmm. was very, very connected to Maya and loved her and adored her and took care of her. And he was just an angel, just an angel to her. And she's a remarkable woman. Um, and when we, so when Wayne transitioned, we had him booked. It was our 20th anniversary event. So we had... Everybody was coming to this event. Ian Levan Zant and Wayne and Bruce Lipton and, and Ariel Ford and D I mean everyone was a part of this um uh anniversary program in, in 2015. And of course he transitioned in August and we were slated to have him in November. And we've we're already close to being sold out. And so we turned that event into where he his speaking slot his three-hour speaking slot, even though he always told me I'll just do two hours, I always allowed three hours. He never did two <laughs> tell hours. Him, tell him two, but give him three, exactly. right? <laughs> exactly, always. So we did um, 
a celebration of his life. And um, we had Maya come in and Marianne Williamson and Bruce Lipton and Neil Donald Walsh and James Redfield and myself and Ariel Ford, who was also very close to him and Anita Morjani and all these beautiful, beautiful videos and photographs and everything we had of him. And, and Maya was there, there and she spoke and she was, she, she was the closest. I would, I would venture to say that Maya was the, the closest person to Wayne really in wow. his life. Yeah. One of the closest, I would say. Absolutely. That must've been really hard for her. Very hard to for lose her. That relationship. Very hard for her. Yeah. And what she, a, what a beautiful soul she would be to speak to. I would love to talk to her someday, but I won't bother her if that's my card. <laughs> <laughs> she has a very thick, fabulous, I want to say Hungarian accent. She would call me and say, Liz, have I got the news for you? We have got Wayne coming to you, and he wants to be on stage. For That's exactly what it sounds like. That's fantastic. But they just loved and adored each other. And she was a, a runner, and I think, I, I don't know if Wayne got her into running or she got Wayne into running when he was when he was. Oh, running. they both were running. Yeah, wow. Both, she's a very, very good athlete runner did she do yoga too when he switched over no i don't think so i think she's she's he switched over because of his back yeah but, um yeah well he yeah. had trouble with his knees too after all that running and years of tennis and all of that <laughs> we rarely heard him complain though well maybe he was complaining backstage but <laughs> when he showed up he really showed up yeah he did <laughs> Like, I, I won't forget this. I mean, he, he said to me, I'm in a lot of pain. And I said, well, um, you know, what can I do for you? Can I? He goes, no, 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 I just can't do a book signing. Well, of course, by the end of his presentation, he ended up doing it anyway, and people were rushing the stage, and he stayed and hung out and talked to people. Um, I think, you know, and I think performers do this. When you get into the zone, you kind of like, you sort of tune out, like, what's going on with your body and kind of forget about it. Like you've heard of, of ballet dancers going on stage with a broken ankle and, and the minute they get off, Oh, it, by the way, it hurts, you know, Yeah. <laughs> because you're so in this, in the creative inspiration of, of the moment. And really that's what, that's what Wayne did. And he is so greatly missed. And, and it's really important that we continue his work because it is timeless wisdom because it is really, really, really valuable for each of us to, to you know, he, he was one of the greatest, what I think, spiritual teachers of our time and one of the greatest speakers of our time. And his teachings is, are really what have propelled people into great change and realization, his work. And it sort of starts with Wayne and then you can go out and branch out from there. But um yeah. He reached so many. I mean, he was my main spiritual teacher for more than 20 years. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I would read other authors, of course, but Wayne was like the core of everything. And then later, you know, I learned um, other things. I dived into other topics of spirituality and I explored, you know, angels and tarot cards mm -hmm. and shamanic um, practices and all these things. But 
But Wayne never left me. Like, he was at the core of all of that. And I would always hear him in my head, like, you know, have a mind that's open to everything and attached to nothing. And and when he would talk about something that he knew would be perceived as a little more woo-woo, he's like, I'm telling you, I know this is woo-woo, so you won't think I don't know. But, like, he was okay with kind of stretching those boundaries of what we were comfortable with. And I feel like he laid a foundation for me uh, for my life. So everything that I do, like, he's... This year in particular, he feels so infused into my life because of everything I'm doing with the group. And now I'm doing the podcast. And I, you know, I dug into his history a little bit more because I did some episodes about like Wayne Dyer's origin story and all of this. But he isn't just infused into my life this year. He's been infused into my life since the 90s when when I first saw him on PBS. And, you know, he just lit something in me that I, he made me believe that more was possible. Mm -hmm. Nobody else had tried to teach me that if you change the way you think about things, you know, your life will change. The things that you're looking at will change. That, you know, we can reach for more. You don't have to settle for suffering. You don't have to hold on to your old stories. You can write a new story. And he did that for me and I'm forever grateful. And so he's bigger than life. Oh, he sure than felt life. like it. Yeah, it's bigger <laughs> than life. And working with him, it was a tremendous, I feel so, I feel so honored that I had that opportunity year after year to, um, you know, have him participate in all of our Celebrate Your Life events whenever I asked him. He always showed up. He didn't need to. He really yeah. didn't need to. I mean, after a time, he didn't, he certainly didn't, he certainly didn't need the money to go out and continue doing what he did. He certainly didn't need to. He loved it. He just yeah. loved it. And we could see that. You know, I I have a whole library of his works, you can imagine. Um, but his live lectures are just, they, they're just on another level. There's just, his excitement just comes through so big. And um, so, yeah, back to the most common question I get is, what should I start with with Wayne Dyer? I always say, check out his live lectures. Live oh, lectures, because yeah, listening yeah, yeah, yeah. to him, you get a taste of that. You get a taste mm-hmm. of his passion. You get a feel mm-hmm. for who he is. And then whatever book you pick up, that's going to come through. You're going to have that presence it's with true. you. The first book that I read from Wayne was You'll See It When You Believe It. And that was actually his first spiritual book. It just happened to be. I don't even know why I picked that one. I don't think that was the PBS special I was watching, but who knows? Um, it was so long ago. I was living at my parents' house, you know? And I was just like, wow, this is revolutionary. And um, I gave away that copy <laughs> covered in highlighter. Um, and I recently bought one that looked the same. It was like the same paperback version I used to have, but... Yeah, my collection of Wayne stuff is pretty special to me. But yeah, his message goes on for sure. And you're right. He would love that we're here. Oh, he would he would be all over this. He would be like, Yes, keep it alive, keep the energy moving, keep people learning, keep people experiencing, keep people open to to what I've been, you know, teaching and and doing for people for years and years and years. Millions of people all over the world. Yeah. We we talked about some of the synchronicities mm-hmm. that changed your career path. And um, when I – so there were a number of synchronicities that were happening 
um, in the last year that led me to starting this podcast. And I feel like ever since I said, okay, yes, this is something I'm going to do, like people have been showing up that like, I think Wayne's moving the pieces around because he's probably having a lot of fun with this. Yes. Like, oh, you should talk to this person. You should talk to that. Liz right? Dawn. Definitely talk to Liz Dawn. <laughs> yeah. She and I hung out. She was fun. Connect with Liz. That's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and it's not just Wayne Dyer. I mean, all of these, um, you know, spiritual teachers of our time that you work with and that you help bring their messages out. And, you know, what do you like most about the work that you do? Oh, wow. I love the community. I love the community. I love it when we're working on a retreat or we're working on a big conference. We also do women's summits. So we do under the umbrella of Celebrate Your Life events, we have the Celebrate Your Life conference, the Celebrate Your Life retreat, the women's summit. We just did, um, well, in person, we did an event with Elizabeth Gilbert and Martha Beck called True Magic. Um, so, so we've got all of these programs and, and the same thing that I love over and over again is the community, the connection. So, and I remember somebody saying this to me at, we did a women's summit that was off the charts, powerful, a couple of thousand women were there and an attendee came up to me and she said, you know, the speakers are 50% of this and the community is the other 50%. And it really sunk in at that moment. It's not, it is about the speakers because you get to see these people up close and personal live and in person, right? That you never have before. And you get to do this really juicy traveling, but the commute it's, it is, I, I honest to goodness, it is like a, a big love fest. It's a true soul fest. It is just uh, an amazing experience of the heart. And I love doing that. And I also, what's really fun is what happens with the speakers because they don't get to see each other very often. And the only time they get to see each other is when they come to a Celebrate Your Life event and they all get to connect. So it's really wonderful to see, you know, Deepak Chopra hanging out with Denise Lynn or with, you know, Marianne Williamson or this speaker or that speaker. And they're all, you know, getting together because we do this private dinner so they can all connect. And I love that. I love throwing the party. I love being the creator of these magnificent programs that have such an impact on people's lives. I get to see that firsthand because we send the feedback forms out to them after the events. And then when I sit sometimes and I read them and I read every single one of them and I'm just like crying about, oh my gosh, how blessed am I that I get to bring people together like this for the party. And now that we've moved online, I thought it was going to be a really uncomfortable experience and that we're not going to have that same feeling. But we just did an event with Greg Braden and Dr. Sue Mortar. We did a weekend event with both of them. And we had several hundred people there. And it was an online on Zoom. And the way we did it and the way we connected with people, the way, because I'm sort of like the hostess, you know, I sort of the conference weaver. I'll be on stage. I'll be talking to people. I'll be you know, getting people to interact. And I got to do that on Zoom. And and again, I thought, okay, feedback forms aren't going to be great because everybody wants a live experience. Everyone said it was phenomenal because they felt like they were personally right there the way we did it. Because I never want to be that corporation. You know, we are a family owned business and I never want to be that like big glitzy corporation with the big banners and, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
it's, it's more heart-based and we are a very, very heart-based organization. We're just, it, it's all about connection. It's all about community. It's all about growing together and learning together and exploring our spiritual journey together. And, and what I love about our celebrate your life conferences is that, um, attendees come and maybe they've, they've heard of Marianne Williamson, right? Or they've heard of Deepak or Wayne or Neil Donald Walsh or Carolyn Mace, right? But they've never heard of, um, I'm just going to throw a name out here. Maybe they've never heard of Denise Lynn. Mm-hmm. Or they've never heard of an up and coming speaker. Like and they uh, discover somebody and they new. They discover yeah. somebody new and they fall in love with them. That's why I have so many teachers at our events. So you can pick and choose. Who would you like to see now? What breakout session do you want to be in? Do you want to try somebody new? Do you want to learn about manifesting? Do you want to learn about, you know, um, sacred wisdom? Whatever it is, we've got something for everyone. And that's what I love. It's like that's a incredible. it's like a big spiritual buffet. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny, yeah. I have the um I have this daydream of being on the spiritual circuit and like going, you know, and giving talks mm-hmm. and being part of that. And in my dream, what I picture is that that connection with the with the audience exactly. and the like having coffee with the with the other speakers that I yes. look up to, you know, and that whole sense of so hearing you talk about that, it just um it makes it feel more real to me, but it's um there's just so much love and connection is everything. Yes. And I think that, you know, if we hadn't received Wayne Dyer's message, it would have been a one-way street and it wasn't. Right. It's that circle. It's that the speakers and, and the people that are there, it's a it's a feedback. Yes. Loop. We're all we're all connecting and we amplify yes. we amplify t- we're stronger together. Stronger together. Very good, yeah. Nadia. <laughs> yes. Now the pandemic has obviously changed everybody's life this mm-hmm. year. Um, so how has that changed your business? Are you doing everything exclusively online now? So that's a great question. And we're still, I feel like we're still work in progress. We had, we had an event slated. I can't even remember anymore, but we had it slated for 2020, several events. And we had to take everybody who was attending and move them into an online program. So I guess the answer is yes, we are moving everything online. We just recently did an event with Elizabeth Gilbert and Rob Bell, who I don't, are you familiar with their work? Elizabeth Mm -hmm. Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love and City of Girls. And she's so amazing. I love her so much. I've been watching her videos on Facebook recently. She's put a couple of things out there. I love Liz. (laughs) (laughs) I love Liz Gilbert. And Rob Bell, who is amazing. So Rob Bell, both of them have toured with Oprah on on their Super Soul Sunday tour. And they've, um, so they've been out live with Oprah and also been on her show many times. So we actually moved that one to be online. And then we did... Greg Braden and Dr. Sue Mortar. And we've got some really exciting things coming up. It's, it's the next best thing to being in person. We can't be in person together right now. So, so what we're doing is we are doing what we can to keep people inspired. I have a celebrate your life soul fest book club every month and it's totally free. Everybody can join it. We're just trying to figure out how do we serve the community? So on Facebook, Book, the, the group is called CYL, the acronym for Celebrate Your Life, Online Soul Fest, and we do a book a month. 
So one month it was Dougal Frazier, Radley Valentine we've had. We had Elizabeth Gilbert, Rob Bell. And this month I'm doing a really old one, but a great one. And it's James Redfield. And so at the end of the month, the author comes in to have a live conversation. I mean, what book club gets to do that, right? <laughs> we do. <laughs> so at the end of the month, the author comes in, we have a conversation and it's really kind of fun because all the people watching, we do a live Facebook live. Everybody gets to ask questions and what a great opportunity to ask, you know, all of these terrific authors that you, you know, that we haven't had access to in a while, some, some questions. So that's what we've been doing. So that's wow, our book that's club. So great. Yeah. And I'm doing some teaching. I'm actually stepping into doing some teaching about the book that I wrote that I haven't published yet, but it's all on attracting the love that you want and desires for singles, people who struggle with going from one dead end relationship to the next. I talk about how to undo all of that and how to get into a relationship that's a fit for you. So I'm doing that yeah. as well. That's something that affects so many, yes. obviously. So yes, I'm yes, sure yes, you're yes. touching a lot of hearts with that. Yeah. Um, wow. So many neat things that you're doing. <laughs> so we're um, pivoting. We're moving and pivoting. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of reinvention happening right now. I don't think anybody is immune from that. Um, even just looking at our own lives and what are our priorities and what's working right. for us. Like right. now that we're kind of forced to slow down and when we start to look at things a little bit more. So I think a lot of people are also hungry for spirituality. Mm. You know, they're yearning for this information. Um, you know, you could argue maybe there's never been a better time. Um, not that there's ever a bad time, but I think when we go through struggles and we go through times of uncertainty, it breaks us open. Yes. It breaks us open and then we can receive something that might shift our path just a little bit exactly. to live more authentically. Wayne Dyer would certainly love that. I know he loved you and I'm <laughs> sure he loved all the times he got to come on stage. Now, you have those four talks available for free on the website, yes. which is incredible. Yes. And what about the rest of his talks? Are those are those still available for download? I have them <laughs> in my <laughs> office, all of them. <laughs> um, I've got one on my website that you can purchase. I believe mm -hmm. it's on the website on the Celebrate Your Life Boutique. Um, but those four, we we thought those were the top four, and then I have the other ones that I'll slowly start to release as well. Now, didn't you do some podcast work with some of this too? I could have sworn I saw a couple podcast episodes from you um, introducing Wayne Dyer Talks. Oh, you know what? That was through Unity Radio. I have a Celebrate Your Life Unity Radio show. And so you might have seen like one of his talks on there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Anywhere you can find his work. I We just eat that up, right? I know. I still have some recordings <laughs> on cassette. I just have to figure out how to get them off cassette. <laughs> I'm sure somebody I can know. figure it out. I know. Yeah. But it's still there. So exactly. we still have it. It's still it's still going to be circulating. Yes. You know, thank you for all the, the work that you're doing and for, for coming on and spending this time with me today. It makes me feel a little bit closer uh, to the man who had such an impact on my life. And um, I'm, I'm grateful uh -huh. to share this time with you and, and hear some of those stories. Thank you so much, Nadia. I really appreciate it. So what's the best way for people to reach you? On my website, celebrateyourlife.com. And again, those free Wayne Dyer audios are on there. And um, yeah, it's a great way to 
reach me. There's a contact information on there and there's all information about our upcoming classes. We have our soul fest. We did 55 video interview lessons. Wow. That's on the website as well. If you're interested in that with 55 different spiritual teachers, it's a phenomenal program called the celebrate your life soul fest. So that's on there as well. All kinds of fun things. Yeah. Visit our website and check it out. Yeah, definitely. Now, if there was one message that you could share with everyone today, what would you say? Mm. Read a Wayne Dyer book and remember who you are when you feel like you are slipping. And many of us, including myself, have been slipping a lot lately. Remember to put your hand on your heart, take a few deep breaths, and connect with who you truly are. Just spirit, light, love, peace, joy, serenity. Mm-hmm. I am light. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Thank you so much, Liz. And for all our listeners, thank you for following Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life and telling your friends about it. To learn more about Liz Dawn and her life-changing events, you can find her at CelebrateYourLife.com. For more information on this podcast, please visit NadiaDelacruz.com. Until next time, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Namaste. Namaste.